check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Craig, Tim, and Nick. On this episode, we'll look back at the Empire Classic and look ahead to the Long Island and Iowa State matchups. Guys, how was your Thanksgivings? Thanksgiving was great. I host, so I have unlimited leftovers. I've been eating that literally all weekend. But uh, So, yeah, it's nice. Nice to have everybody over. It's Craig's favorite meal, so it must be very pleasurable for him to have the leftovers. It is. If I was going to the electric chair, that would be my prime meal. Yeah, every day is a, a gobbler day for Craig. Craig's a big Wawa gobbler. When that comes out, it's like a holiday. Craig it's a great. It's great. Clears his schedule, sits down. I'm, I'm upset it goes away. Proper lunch. I'm upset it's going away. I mean, pretty sure. Looking at that, once you eat, you need to clear out your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> but, you clearly, never had enough gobblers in your life. I have not had a gobbler. I don't. I don't eat a great. majority of the things on it. So why Sorry. would I never? I would never order that. You're missing out. For actual Thanksgiving, went to a friend's house. They hosted, and then had everyone over for Friendsgiving. As we also got to watch Niagara game right before that. So unfortunately, we got to miss Niagara game because we worked out Friendsgiving for the same day. Uh, but there is a fun feature of Craig's Thanksgiving that. He builds this table that looks like it's supposed to be on the set of Game of Thrones because it's so damn big and so damn long. We do. Oh, we have a lot of people at Thanksgiving, so you have to have to extend the table. We have one table that goes from my dining room all the way into the living room and fits and goes actually through an archway, which no one could sit at. That's the blockade, and there's about 13, 14, 15 people there. Yeah. It was cool. It was a cool looking table. It was a good time. I mean, it's multiple tables. It's not one table. Yeah, it's, it's three. three. It's three, three tables table. put together. I, li- I like to think it's one massive table. It's not. It's not like he has one table. Well, actually, we make it feel cooler. We we actually sit on opposite ends. We have dinner just one and the <laughs> other. Me and my wife. So. <laughs> All the you've had it up that whole week. Yeah, that's what it, we, we it, still have it up. It's, it's actually it's, just that's actually one, his normal table. It's actually just one giant piece of redwood that just <laughs> yeah. cut all the way across. <laughs> So my Thanksgiving was pretty good. Well, my whole week was pretty good, I guess. It was like really like Thanksgiving, really four or five days in a row. Because I mean, you hosted Tim, you hosted Craig, my mom hosted our our family. Yeah. Thanksgiving Eve is always a fun time. It um, is. And then we had a little Thanksgiving thing with one of our other friends today. So Busy. I had a lot class of... on Thanksgiving Eve, so it was not fun for everybody. I promise. It was fun for me. Fun for some people, not fun for others. All right. Well, it sounds like everybody had a good week. Uh, lots of fun, lots of eating, and a uh, good time seeing people. So. With Thanksgiving over, we now head towards the Christmas holiday, and I have to ask, as our question for this week, uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Ooh. I knew this was going to be the question, and I'm going to go first so I can steal mine. Oh, all right. Christmas Vacation. Oh, oh that's a great selection. cannot oh. beat it, man. Hell of a selection, Craig. Hell I watch Christmas Vacation over and over again. That movie's Christmas hilarious. Is, yeah, that's, uh, definitely the best Lampoon's Vacation. And j- uh, Vacation European vacation? Uh, regular, uh, Christmas regular vacation, vacation is, is Christmas vacation. I think is, I think it's I, I regular vacation great. also great. But re- Christmas vacation European is, vacation has a special uh, place in my heart just from the one scene that is I think the best vacation scene of when the bells go off <laughs> and and his, and Rusty thinks his dad's getting hung. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's I don't know. European's a good one too. But anyway, I, 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 like, I like I like I like Christmas. Christmas better. is, better. Christmas is great. Good, great. 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 Certainly great Christmas movies. So, so many good, great, good selection. Right. So many great movies. So I'm I'm gonna go with Home Alone, the original Home Alone. All right, easy like pick. One. An okay, absolute nice. classic. A good one. Every time you gotta laugh at every single gag. 
It's you know funny. it's coming. They'd be they, dead every They'd time. They'd be dead every, by like oh, five yeah. minutes into the movie. Like three, the two guys <laughs> three times over, those guys would have died for sure. Oh, and yeah. by the second movie, they would have had tetanus for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, they never. They wouldn't have made it. They wouldn't. <laughs> the guy gets electrocuted. If somehow he gets electrocuted. You can right. see his skeleton. You're saying the first one, not the second one. Just the first one. The first one. This is the first one. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had a a lust for blood. I listen. He 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 was really you know. You ever see the trailer where it's like pretend? Where they made it into a horror movie? Yeah, that's a good movie. I like that. That's a good laugh. They did the same thing with Mary Poppins. That one's also funny. Yeah, scary, scary Mary. Scary Mary. All yeah. right, Tim. Tim, what's your what's your holiday movie? Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. I knew someone was gonna do this, and I knew come that on. someone was gonna be Tim. I mean, come on. If anyone here is gonna do it, it's gonna be Tim. <laughs> Die Hard. Not really a Christmas movie, but okay. Happens on Christmas. Movies that they occur. The same as Home Alone. No. <laughs> yes. No. There's key elements that that combine Christmas. And the and Home Alone. There are not key elements in Die Hard that connect to th- to how the to the holiday. Yes, the whole breakdown of the timing of it would not be the same if it wasn't for Christmas. But there's no but which is the same for Home Alone. No, just no. The difference Die Hard happens to occur at Christmas time. Home Alone happens because of Christmas. It's different. No, there's, there's a difference. It, the the whole plan of that was to happen during Christmas time. So the the whole action of why he was there and why the whole thing the, the whole series of events was happening was because it was supposed to be during Christmas. Same as Home Alone. And there's just more deaths in this one. So is Hawkeye a Christmas special? Yes. Yeah, no. I don't know about that one. No. It just it happens like at stretch. Christmas. It's, it happened to be in your it's like, it, like, is Harry Potter a Christmas movie? It's got Christmas in it. But the whole film isn't based in Christmas. Well, sure, but it's, it, got, it's got Christmas in it. A part of it. A part of it, not the whole thing. Hmm. I mean, I, listen, I don't think it is, but I also don't think Die Hard is. Yeah, but you're going into a 16th of the film for that part. Die Hard takes place during Christmas. I think there's I other think... movies that take place at Christmas that, I, that are not Christmas movies. Okay. Home Alone is an example of one that it Home Alone in, in Home Alone Two, for example, the the key thing is the Christmas trees, which is how he, he he's found in New York City. Key yeah. element tied to Christmas. In in Home Alone, the reason they're gone, the reason they leave him, is because they're going to Paris for Christmas. It's it's just there. It's and and also you know there's the whole. I think it's the theme of it. Also. Yeah, it's it's a it's a holiday right, theme. That, that's the it's the thing. Yeah. Die Hard exactly doesn't have, really have a holiday theme. theme to it. Speaking of ho- violent holiday movies, you see Violent Night coming out. <laughs> 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 would that what? be a Christmas movie? <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. I, with, with Bad Santa is a Bad horror, Santa is, is a, a Christmas, movie. Christmas movie. Bad Santa is a horror movie. It's a oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of you're right. You're Bad of, Santa is a you're comedy. Thinking of Black Christmas. I'm thinking of Black Christmas, which is a horror movie, but also a Christmas movie. So is Krampus. Uh, the Krampus. The Krampus. The Krampus. Uh, the Krumpus is also a horror Christmas movie. I think yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a little. I don't know. I think Die Hard's a stretch. I think Die Hard. I've heard it. I think, I, it, I, I, I think it can fall in the. Ca- I can see the argument. I've heard it be said before. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I'm with Vincent on this one. I just think it's too loosely connected. Is my is is the is the issue I have with it. All right. I, I mean, we're going to repeat the same. Yeah. Statement. Yeah. All right, Vincent. Oh, it's, right, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I was just. I'm just telling you. What, what do you got? Uh, so I I I go with the classic. Um. I have to say, so it, it, it comes down to two, and Craig always picks two, but I'm not going to pick two. I'll just tell you uh, the other one, that I, that possibility, because I'll give an honorable mention. Say, 
Uh, White Christmas is a great classic. Yeah. Classic movie. Yeah. Uh, it's an old time movie, so I'm sure, you know, no young people really watch it, but I watch it. I enjoy it. It's a classic. Um, uh, for me, it has to be It's a Wonderful Life. That's like the best Christmas movie of all time. All uh, wonderful a classic. Life. 100% a classic. You got, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a Christmas movie. Just a Christmas classic, I should say. Uh, that, you know, it really just, it, it has to be on the list. So that's why it's my favorite. Absolutely. I got to give two honorable mentions real quick. Oh, just because I thought about them. I get, and, uh, I, and no, I'm no, the one who gets in trouble for this. I'm just going to mention him and we'll move on. A Christmas Story? No. It's a good one. It's, no, it's an honorable mention. More, more I think it's overrated. Vastly right. overrated. Okay. Elf. Elf, Elf is, is a good Elf one. Is Elf, Elf is a good is one. Elf has got to be said. Got to be Elf is a good Elf, one. Elf, I appreciate Christmas Story now. Elf is a quality movie. Actually, small nugget. John Favreau, the creator of all the Marvel movies, actually, his first movie is Elf. Yeah. Really? Good nugget. Wow. That's where he got his directorial debut. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, all right, let's talk about some St. John's basketball because St. John's basketball is one of two undefeated teams left in the Big East. And we've just been off to such a great start. Only 20 teams remain undefeated in all of Division I basketball, and we are one of them. It's, it's been a great year for us so far. And, you know, let's hope we can keep it rolling. Obviously, it's a big week. Uh, any week you come off of a win against Syracuse is a big week uh, just because you're, you know, joyous. I mean, Nothing it better. made my Thanksgiving better. But anyway, before we get there, let's take real quick uh, talk about the Big East a little bit. 51-25 and 25 on the season, pretty good numbers. But Villanova, man, woof. It's rough. 2-5 and five on the season? Yikes. Yeah. Injuries and bad guard play? Does it? Man, it does oh it man. right there. They're missing Jay Wright hard right now. They are. I mean, it's it's it's, it's rough for them. So we'll a, lot, have to a see. lot of payback coming their way. I mean, from yeah. Big East teams. There's Wait. lots of Big East teams right now looking like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. boy, here's some payback for the last, you know. Oh yeah. Seen Hall here's losing some payback too. For the uh, for the last like ten years yeah. or whatever, and we're gonna <laughs> absolutely. We're gonna make yeah, Seen Hall is, is is not a. The Big East has not been overwhelmingly good though in these in no these no conference tournaments. No. Not in years past. We really dominated I mean, we got, and we won a lot. Um, we got beat bad in the uh, the Big Ten Challenge. That was I mean, we, that was pretty we rough. Were, we did not play when the Gavit tip off games, and and you know St. John's has played well, thank God. Um, and you know UConn unfortunately has played well too. Unfortunately, I mean, for the conference. So for now, it's fine. But you know, overall, it's all right. they can play well. No, I'd rather than beat Xavier has been looking good too. They've, and they've been in gotten every very game. close. Good game against Xavier. I mean, good game against Gonzaga. Um, you know they've they've been in every game against the big teams they've played. So, but we've had some, a good but we sign. definitely have some clunkers. Georgetown has played like Georgetown's terribly. bad. Villanova um, has Villanova bad. has not. DePaul has had some bad DePaul losses. DePaul has had some bad. I mean that you know the conference looks pretty wide open. Yeah, I'd I mean, say could it be Ewing's hey. last year at Georgetown? Uh, that's the he's on he's on that big old. You hot know what? Seat. We'll I, save that for a Georgetown podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's look back. The Empire Classic this past week started off. A uh, nice 78-72 to 72 win against Temple covered the spread. Good minus four spread for us there. Uh, held on one by six. Uh, we, it, was a, it was a good game. Good win. Temple is a, you know, we talked about them last podcast. It, they're a surprisingly good team. I, I shouldn't really say surprisingly, but I, I guess, you know, you don't know, they don't. We don't know what they are. Yeah, you don't really know point. what they are, we but they, they can are. be a very talented team. They play up, I think, to the level of their competition. Uh, but to give you some St. John's numbers, 46% from the field, 23% from three. Absolutely abysmal there. 77% from the line. Uh, we won the rebound battle, which is good. Held them once again to single digits, seven offensive rebounds only for the Owls. Uh, turnovers, great job. Turned them over 21 times to our 14. 
the starters were our standard starters, uh, Jones, Posh, Corbella, Mathis, and Soriano. Mathis led the way, 16 points, 7 of 10. Uh, Soriano, 15 points, 12 rebounds, another double-double for him. Uh, then David Jones coming in, 14 points, 7 rebounds, 4 steals. Corbella also in double digits with 13 points. Posh, no double digits this game, but also did have 6 assists. Uh, coming off the bench was Omar Stanley. Real nice game for him. 8 points and 3 rebounds. Uh, this is a game, you know, we said, listen, we, we should win. We kind of have to win if we want to be the team we're going to be, and we took care of business. I think this is a game we lose last year. I, I think we made the plays down the stretch to help us win this game, and Andre Corbello was a huge part of that. I mean, those two drives late in, in the game to really ice the game away, when we needed a bucket, you know, he, he took care of business. And, you know, I think a lot of St. John's fans had the same reaction to me when they hit that. When Temple had to wide open three to go up 72-71, we went, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. we go again. Absolutely. Uh, it was like a nightmare. Um, even though I think we actually did a good job defending the three throughout the game. I think at that one moment it broke down, and it could have been the worst possible moment. But then for us to see us be poised, make the right plays, make the big plays down the stretch, and to get the win, it's it's a huge step forward and a great thing for the program going forward. I think it's an important win in that sense, more so than it's necessarily Temple, but just to show the resiliency and how we can be poised at the end of games. Absolutely. We're, we're very, as I mean, we've harped on this a couple times during the podcast. We're very deep this year, right? And you, yeah. you see it when four of our starters have double digits, right? We got, you know. Right, you never know where you're going to get points from, too. Absolutely. Like Omar yeah. Stanley stepping up. Yeah, stepping off on, on the off the bench with uh, eight points. Although he did get four fouls, so he's a little enforcer, which is kind of nice mm, to see. Right. You need that guy. Got a little toughness. Every little once toughness in a while, somewhere. you need a guy just going to bang down low, you know? Well, in this game, we ended up actually up to a half, which is different from how we've been playing against tougher opponents. And we were actually down 13 with seven to go. And we turned it around. A huge run ends up to be up to at the time halftime hit. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that can go on runs, and this is a game where you see that happen clearly. And it brought us to victory. And they, they had some guys who could score. Jamil Williams was the guy who killed us all game, 21 points for him, uh, eight rebounds. And then Khalif Battle had 17 points. They were the guys that just, you know, we, we, we couldn't contain them, but we contained the rest of the team enough and put ourselves in a place to win, and, you know, that's what we did. So that was Monday. Then that advanced us over to Tuesday. In the other game, it was Richmond-Syracuse. Syracuse advanced, so Ooh, a nice St. John-Syracuse battle yeah. in the Empire Classic. I'm sure the, rivalry. I'm sure the creator of the Empire Classic got exactly what they wanted there. Yes, definitely. Uh, oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> the Barclays Center was very, very happy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you go into that game, Syracuse, obviously a formidable opponent, unfortunately. And you never know. Uh, and it didn't look good at some moments. It looked very scary. But Mo- most of the game, it was. Uh, most of the game, it was pretty scary. The first half, for sure. But we came away. 76 to 69, win in overtime, covered the spread. St. John's was favored again. Uh, three and 3.5 for the uh, spread there. Uh, some numbers for St. John's 40% from the field, 30% from three. A, you know, a tick up there, which is nice to see. 71% from the line. We did win the rebound battle pretty big, 47-38, uh, which is good to see. Unfortunately, they only turned them over 14 times. That's that's not a good number for us. Uh, we lost that battle. We turned the ball over 16 times, and we were blocked nine times by their guys down low. It was not a clear lane for us, and we just kept trying to get in there, 
and it we we lost that batter pretty pretty significantly. Yeah, they have that one kid, uh, Edwards, uh, Jesse Edwards, mm-hmm. who uh, is, he leads a block in uh, he leads a nation in the blocks. But we also tried to get him out early. We went after him. And we, we targeted. That was a good move. And we got good him out. Yeah, he was out of the game most that, of the game. Then we ran to Hema, who had the seven blocks. And against, against, yeah, seven I mean, blocks against us. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough when you, they got another guy who can just step in like that. But you know what, we battled. And it worked out. Curbelo led the team uh, thir- 23 points, six assists, four steals. Great night for him. Soriano, another double-double, 19 points, 14 rebounds. A double-double for Jones as well, 18 points, 13 rebounds, and six assists. David Jones doing it all. Yeah. Uh, quiet bench night, though. And I have to say, this is this is the kind of the second time we've had a real quiet bench. Uh, it could be something to worry about if if we don't, you know, get it done through the starters and we don't have any guys really stepping up on the bench. Now there were guys that came out and they got some points, but you know, we had Omar Stanley in the temple game, get eight points. We didn't have anybody who got above five on the bench against Syracuse. That's true. But only other, other than Wusu, Wusu got 19 points. I mean, 19 minutes. I'm sorry on the thing. Omar Stanley only got six minutes. Uh, AJ Storm only got three and now we only got one. So they didn't have a lot of opportunity. That's fair. But my point is we're a very deep team. Those numbers should be higher. We should have played and, more guys. That's what I'm trying to say. And if and if we're not going to, and we're not going to get production from them, we put ourselves in a dangerous position. As we saw in this game, we were behind a lot of this game. I, I disagree with that, though, in the sense that I think some of our problems in years past has been we haven't let guys get in flows because we try to get so many guys so many minutes. That's fair. So we take guys in and out. They're getting hot, and then we take them out. Get them out. Take, we try to get the next guy, next guy. This We let those guys play, and we were down. But the way we play, we know that. We're going to... There are going to be times yeah. we don't look. I have good. no problem being down. It's just, I just that, I don't know. You need to get some production out of your bench. Well, we I, needed a spark all game, and it didn't happen until yeah. like a minute or two left in the, in the entire game or the regulation. Mm, I don't know. If I disagree. I don't know if I agree with that. We we didn't turn them over a lot, and that's we where we get a lot of our electricity. We feed off of that all the time. We didn't get that. We didn't get a lot of. The, we got a couple big blocks, but we didn't get anything huge. I think that's a they test- missed. They missed a lot of threes. That's because two things. I think this is a testament to even though we didn't turn them over, we still beat them, which is a huge improvement for us. That's true. Last time, if we don't turn over a good team, we lose. I that's agree. Generally, and we didn't do that. We didn't. We didn't turn them over enough, and we won. Secondarily, our three point defense, which was a story in the first game as well against Temple, was a bigger, even a bigger story here. Eighteen percent from the three point line. Judah Judah Mintz, who was their guy bringing up the ball, he, first half he killed it. Second 20. half they put Posh and Wusu on him and locked him down. Yeah, I mean he had, he had twenty locked points. Locked him down. And then we had Mathis and Posh jumping on Gerard, yep. who shot one for ten, zero from zero for four from the three point line. We held I Gerard mean, and we we Gerard averaged what twenty one points a game. He had four. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did a real good. Def- so here's the thing, and and this is why, as much as it was a scary game because we were down. We controlled the pace of the game the entire game, and when we control the pace, excuse me, when we control the pace, the other team's in trouble because we can go the whole distance and they can't. And you saw that at the end of the Syracuse game, they were throwing the ball away on wide open passes. They were yeah. making a lot of sloppy mistakes. And listen, like you you mentioned, Craig, we play sloppy. We're okay playing sloppy. We make a mistake. You see Mike Anderson, he's clapping his hands. No problem. Don't worry about it. We'll get it next time. You know, they throw Syracuse throws the ball away. Jim Beheim's losing his mind. Oh yeah, taking guys right. out. he's taking, taking guys out. Yeah. That's not the case, and you have to be comfortable playing as sloppy as we play, and not many teams are. So if you're if you're able to get in the mud with us and play sloppy, you can beat us. If you're going to be uncomfortable playing sloppy and you let us control the pace, you're going to lose. It is really just controlled chaos. The one real good positive that 
I noticed from this game was when we got into overtime, we've always had the problem in the past two years of when we get to overtime, we don't score in bunches quick enough that it either gets drawn out and we just never get ahead and we go into a second overtime or they make two quick baskets and then we're just constantly just trying to keep up at that point. Jones is that here that just hops in and scores. Mm-hmm. He can do that for us. He's the guy that when it comes to overtime, he can just he can be off the whole game and then come in and drop six points. And that's what we've been missing from our overtime. That's fair. And we really did dominate the overtime. There was it's funny, normally we go into overtime and I'm super nervous. Oh my goodness, are we gonna go on a drought and we're not gonna score? We dominated from the time the ball was tipped until the game was over. We outscored them eleven to four in the overtime and it, it there was no doubt in overtime that we were gonna win the game. Yeah. And and you know, listen, you're you're the Empire Classic champions. Yep. Great great to win your opening season tournament. And there is nothing sweeter than silencing <laughs> the Syracuse crowd at uh, the Barclays Center. Well, oh my god, me and Nick were at the game and there was a kid yelling directly like intentionally in the back of our heads. The and, entire and he was, game. I mean, he was so drunk, but he was—he was very drunk. But he was—he was the worst stereotypical Syracuse fan you could imagine, and it was like, gave me. Oh, that's right. That's why I hate these guys. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I want them to lose every game. You know, that's why because he was just like, he was the worst. He was the literal the worst. worst person. And his friend next to him was not too good either. He was really annoying, but he also realized how <laughs> annoying his friend was being, and he kind of like quieted it down. It was bad. And then they were dead silent during the overtime. Oh yeah, they were. They were super loud in the first half, and, and then they super quiet in the second half. And when and somebody left. actually turned around and asked him, "Hey, you guys fall asleep back there?" <laughs> it was. It was. So it was that love love to hear yeah. that. And you know what? I hope he has a terrible rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, couldn't be. Couldn't happen to a nicer group of guys. Well, he'll go back to up to. Uh, was it Erie County in Syracuse? Uh, wherever it is, yeah, too, yeah. way, way up it, in the north. I mean, it, it's candlelight, so let's be serious. <laughs> Basically, four and zero against Syracuse. The last four times we played them. That's it. Let's not a, get it. It's not a rivalry if we keep winning. That's there we go. <laughs> That's you know. Let's hope we don't have to see them again this year. Uh, actually, maybe we would. I would, I would love, love to see him again. I would love to see him again. <laughs> no, I hope I see that no, kid again. Too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to see them again. The, them in the tournament. I don't want them in the tournament. They don't need to make the tournament. They can just go away into irrelevance. Andre Curbelo scored another that. twenty-five points again, twenty-three points. That's fine. I'd, MVP. I, I hope. I hope we don't play them. And I hope we play. You know, Mary Mac, because then they'll be the sixteenth seed and we can be a one seed. It'd be great. There was a really nice moment at the end of the game. Uh, they were all celebrating and yeah. they all uh, brought together around Nywe, who. Uh, oh yeah. Who had lost his brother uh, at a very young age and still recuperating from that instance, and the whole team's. You can see the the family of the team. Yeah, that that was a nice. Team, that was a nice. Was really moment. nice. All right, there was one other game last week, the Niagara game. Bit of a scare for St. John's, seventy-eight to seventy win. We didn't cover fourteen and a half, way more points uh, than we we actually won by. St. John's four and three against the spread on the season. If you're keeping record at home, uh, listen, we got a big. We went into cruise control, and th- then things got scary. I, as you know, as a learner St. John's fan. The minute we get into cruise control, I get nervous because we, we fall apart. We fall asleep. And what, the problem is when we fall asleep, we really fall asleep and teams get back into it. And that's exactly what happened in this game. Absolutely. I mean, I I got a little baited by this team where we got we got up a little bit and I was starting to get a little too comfortable. So, you know, I, I was about to go in the shower while the game at the towards the end of the game. And then I came back down. And I was like, wait a minute. We're only up five. Had to watch the entire rest of the game as well. I, was I mean, going from 18 to 5 was a big, big, big drop. I think, there. look, I think 
part of that, and I keep saying this, but it's kind of just the way we play. We never slow down. So a big lead for us, we're not going to run clock. We're going to go take a shot with, you know, 27 seconds left on the shot clock. And if we miss that <laughs> shot, the other team's going to go the other way and score. Drive you crazy sometimes. It, it, 100%. But it's also, I would prefer them to never stop than to try to shut it down too early in the game because without the speed, no, our offense doesn't We did flow. bring in other guys, though. I mean, we, King got play time. Store got more play time. Yeah, at the end, once we took the lead back. No, they no. because of uh, oh, because well, Carbello. Well, yeah, Posh, Posh didn't play. Posh, you're right. Yeah, Posh, Posh had a Posh concussion. Was, uh, right. Well, he was in concussion Cushion protocol. protocol. Yeah. Yes. He felt concussion-like symptoms after he took the uh, the elbow in the Syracuse games, which was never called. Reviewed, never called. No. Only Perfect. against okay. us. Yeah. Only against us. And, of course, Pinzone is still recovering from his ankle right, injury. Right, right, right. So, so w- because again, of that, I, I was concerned. We, yeah. we, you know, when you right. when we got our guy, when we got Posh and we got our guys in the game and we're up by 18 and we're cruising, even if we fall, you sure. know, even if we give a lead, that's cool. We were doing it with, you know, some different players. And it was, you know, not exactly a comfortable moment. You know why I felt comfortable? Because Soriano was absolutely dominating he the was. entire game. He was. The kid that was on him was just way undersized for him. That was the tallest kid they had. Yeah, it he was. was I think, 21 four, points, four 19 inches. rebounds for, for Soriano. Just a, just a spectacular. Career high with 19. Spectacular. Had yeah. 18 last week. Served it up with 19 this He's week. He's going to get that 2020 real soon. He's almost, he was only came one short. Uh, I, I'm did, calling it. LIU 2020. Oh, there you go. Um, they, we had we did do a good job of spreading out the ball, though. Four guys, besides Soriano at 21, there were four guys who all had 10 points. It was David Jones, uh, Omar Stanley, Montez Mathis, and Dylan Adewusu. Good to see Stanley and Wusu in that mix, as well as Mathis, you know, getting getting double-digit points, passing the ball around, making sure everybody gets, you know, involved in the offense. And it, you know, it, it, wor- it worked out. It worked out for us well. 39% from the field, not great numbers. 20% from three is bad. 60% from the line is real bad. I think we only got one three in the second half. I mean, look, we didn't play the be- our best game. We had some guys out, like you said, but it's Niagara. We're, we're, frankly, we're just a better team. Roll the balls out. We're yeah. going to win no, that, that's, 90 that's fair. times out of 100. Wait, right? we, so, listen, we, and that's kind of what happened. It was a letdown game. Yeah. And they, I, we I think through. exactly that. We it was a letdown. We, listen, we beat them in rebounds. Uh, eight offensive rebounds for them. Did it, it held them to single digits again. And we turned them over 17 times. Yeah. Those are good numbers for us. L- let's think about the good part of this. We got into the trap game down two point, uh, down two point guards. We won it. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. We, wins, we, wins, we, wins. We've, we've lost games like this. Yeah, that, 100%. 100%. As, Craig, as Craig mentioned, uh, you know, against the Temple is a game we could have lost. This is a game in the past years, maybe not last year, but past years we easily could have thrown this game away. The, the one thing I've really started to notice a lot this year is a lot of the guys that could dunk it but not huge emphasis, they had taken the whole summer to get stronger, get quicker, Get to be able to jump higher. Soriano and Stanley, they get the ball in their hand around the rim. They are slamming it down with emphasis every time now. Yeah, they're bringing that's one of the big differences. I can really notice that when we have the ball around the rim, we are slamming it down because we are getting up real quick. We do have better big man play than we've had for quite some time. And we're finishing through contact a lot better than we have. Yeah, it's probably one of the best conditioned teams we've had. Yeah, I want to. I want One guy I just wanted to spot out. AJ Store had another good game. Eight points for him off the bench. Uh, obviously, he got more minutes with with Posh being out. Uh, but I, I really, 
you know, it's good to see him continue when he gets the opportunity to make something of it. Absolutely. Seeming more and more like our guy for next year. He's yeah. going to, you know, come up and lead the charge, hopefully, a little bit of all the freshmen. Yeah. I think he's going to be important this year, though. I do. Oh, I no, he is. Second half of the season, Absolutely. I think he's going to be real involved. No, no, I think, yeah. I'm just... No, but in the future, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I, your point is, I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think he's also going to be He's going to be now. very good. Yeah, he's, he can bang a three or two off the bench. Electric. Are you kidding well, me? We'll, we'll feed off him. He's averaging six points game right now. Yeah, so pretty good for the limited time that he's had. Well, great week. Three wins, 7-0. and oh. This is exactly where you want to be if will you're we St. Get, John's. Will we get ranked? I Listen, I said last week we were going to get votes, and we did. Three votes to be ranked. I think this week we get votes. I think we're a Big East team who's undefeated. Uh, we've, played, we've had, quote, real games, if you want to look at it that way, against Temple and Syracuse, as well as a game against Nebraska. I know they're not great, but they're still a Big Ten opponent. We've won all of those games, and we didn't trip up anywhere. I think that gets us ranked. I think we get votes... No rank though. I I just don't think they're gonna give it to us. So I was on. I was pretty sure we were gonna get ranked going into this week if we won out, and we did. All the the thing that I'm gonna say is that because Syracuse lost to Bryant on Friday, whatever day that was, I, I think we get votes and we don't get ranked this week. I think we'll talk about coming up next week, but I think you know keep playing the way well. We'll get ranked eventually, but I think we get votes this week, which is still, hey, we're there. We're, we're, we're in the mix. So I think we crack in. I think we crack into the top 25. I hope um, you're right. Hope we're, I think we'll go to top 30. So, so votes. votes. Yeah, yeah votes. We'll, get, we'll get votes. We'll get more votes, but we will be just, but on, just not out of 25. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Oh, let's hope Vincent's Ray right. We're all wrong. Hey, I, I'd love to see a number next to ours. Well, you never know. I mean, we, we, we got votes in the coaches poll last week. Yes. So it was, as long as we, uh, you know, I, listen, I, maybe maybe it's interesting to jump right into the AP, but I don't know. I think it's possible. It happens. I mean, we're undefeated. Right? I'm drinking so. the Kool-Aid. All right? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> all right, let's talk about our spotlight player of the week. Obviously, a bit of a battle, a bit of a conversation, I think, between two guys, in my mind anyway. I'll see what you guys think. But I would say it's it's a, you know, it's a conversation between Soriano and Corbella, and I don't even think it's that close because I would give it to Joel Soriano. I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, Corbello had the best game and yeah. most important game out of the three games played. That's fair. But Soriano, his consistency of that double-double, I think he's, what, for these three games, he's got to be averaging around, like, what, 16 points and, like, 14 rebounds. He, he scored more than 15 points and had a double-double in every game. Yes, Andre Corbello was the MVP of the tournament. I think Joel Soriano gets the spotlight of the week. I think I disagree with both of you. I think it's Andre Corbello. And the reason I think it's Andre Corbello is a couple of reasons. So uh, the Niagara game is the Niagara game. We play Niagara, whatever, fine. The stats are great. I love it. It's great to see Joel Soriano dominate. He's going to dominate the guy he, he's playing against. This is not a knock on Soriano, who's spectacular. And the numbers he's putting up are, impo- are great. But the guy's playing against Niagara, he's, he's nowhere near physically as strong as him. Corbello, in the two games against more high-major competition took over those games. In the Temple game, he made the plays down the stretch, which won us that game. And in the Syracuse game, he was a force with 23 points. I think for that reason, uh, I put him this week as a player. Yeah, but hold on, though. If that's your argument, though, Curbelo against Niagara, against an opponent he's much better than, didn't show up. Six points, three assists, two steals. It's a bad day. That's fair. So if you're you're going to knock out well, Soriano doesn't get points for playing Niagara, then Corbello needs to get punished, in a sense, in terms of your ranking, for what he did against Niagara. That's fair. And that's, and that's a valid argument, but I, I still just think that the important wins this week were 
Temple and Syracuse, and Curbelo really led us to those, whereas... Maybe not led us to those. He led us there in Syracuse, he, but he made the big plays at the end against Temple. Where, uh, Sor- look, Soriano is the great... I mean, this is not a knock on Soriano. Yeah, yeah. Let me let no, me, no, 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 me saying that he's, I think he's great, he's doing great things, and well, We're having the, they're having the conversation. I, I think it's you, you think it's Scribell. I think okay. it's I could tell you, I think the Empire Classic was... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sor- Soriano absolutely killed it in the Temple game. He absolutely killed it in the Syracuse game. Curbelo was definitely more pivotal in the Empire Classic, but the number two in the Empire Classic was also Soriano because he That's got a, a double-double in both of them. He did. And then uh, we went on to absolutely destroy Niagara. So although Curbelo is obviously focal in the offense and defense because he was assisting the ball to Soriano multiple times, I think it's it's got to be Soriano. Soriano was certainly more consistent this week, I think. I think just the, the I think maybe Curbelo had a higher point. Craig, we appreciate your opinion, but on a three to one vote, you lose. It's Joel Soriano, second week in a row, spotlight of the week, well earned through the through this these three strong games, three strong double double showings. Uh, and with that, we'll look ahead. We've got two games coming up this week. First one Tuesday, six thirty. It'll be on FS1 against Long Island, formerly LIU Brooklyn and LIU Post, who've now combined. They're the Long Island Sharks. Uh, yep. Let's so, be honest. So many sharks in Long Island. There's not much to uh, talk about here. Long Island one and four coming in. They've got losses against Utah and Marquette, so they've played, you know, opponents in in our league, if you will, and uh, it didn't result well for them. They've got two guys that average double digits. Uh, Marco Malatek uh, gets 16 points a game, and Trey Wood, who averages 12. He also is their point guard, averages three and a half assists per game. Listen, if we, maybe we may not have Posh. I'm not sure if he's out of concussion protocol yet. Uh, but if he's not, I you know I think it's I I don't know if it necessarily matters. And to tell you the truth, if Posh Alexander, if there's any worry about Posh Alexander, we should leave him out. Yes, there's there's no sure. there's no reason for him to play in this game. This is you know listen, it's a pay for game, right? That's that's what these early games are. Teams come up, they get a paycheck. We play against them. You know, listen, it fills the schedule. It gets our guys' experience. Gets their guys' experience. Uh, we shouldn't have any worries here. They're one and four on the year, and they're in in the NEC, and they are what they are, and we are what we are, and we should take care of. They're they're tallest. They're they're forward. Their lead forward is six eight. Jake Cook. So Soriano should he should have a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it should have a day. Is the best way to say. It. As Tim said, he thinks he's going to get twenty twenty. I think that's yep. fair. I think that's... Also, uh, Trey Wood may not play. Uh, well, <laughs> if if their second best player is not playing, then with then in all honesty, we should. Sit Posh Alexander just for, just as a precautionary because they're not they've really got no shot. Hopefully, there's a game for the highlight reels. That's all we're looking for. All right, the other game this week is Big Twelve opponent Iowa State coming in five and one. Uh, this will not be a play for a game. This is not a game we will take lightly. Uh, Iowa State coming off a great week. They got a win against number one North Carolina. Uh, they beat Villanova, who I know we talked about are struggling, but you know they're all still Villanova. Uh, they did lose to UConn in that Phil Knight Invitational Championship. Um, I believe it was a championship, but either way, uh, they they lost to UConn. But this is a team, I know we joked previously in the earlier episodes about them being the bottom of the Big 12, and they were projected to be there. Uh, this is certainly not looking or shaping up in that way. They'll play North Dakota uh, in the week before they play us. Uh, but just to give you a little background, they've got four guys who average double digits. Uh, Jaron Holmes leads them with 18 points a game, as well as four assists. Uh, Oshun Oshuni, their center, he gets almost 11 points a game, 
Jersey uh, kid. Uh, Jersey guy, 65% from the field, which means he does a lot of work around the basket, I'm sure. So Joel Soriano is going to have his work cut out for him there. This is going to be a team where we're, our defense is going to have to be on point. They've forced 126 turnovers this season as a team, just to compare that with us. who We think we've turned people over a lot. We've only turned people over 114 times. Uh, so there are full 12 turnovers ahead of us, and they've played one less game. Uh, so there, this is you know this is a game that on paper looked like uh, it's just Iowa State, but they've got three 1,000 point scores. Uh, they also brought in their highest ranked recruiting class in the country this year. So uh, I'm sorry, the highest ranked recruiting class in school history this year. So they're kind of a mix of old, weathered guys and brand new, talented guys, and. Because of that, this matchup is shaping up in a in a pretty interesting way. I, th- I think we'll see what it, if it actually turns out to be because they did absolute, look absolutely stellar against North Carolina. As you said, they turn over the ball more times than us. They turn their opponent over more times than we do, and and we do it all the time. So it's going to be a super sloppy game. We'll see if you know if they can replicate what they did against North Carolina. Um, Hopefully not. I mean, North, against <laughs> North Carolina, just for reference, they shot. Forty-five percent from the three-point line. Yeah, wow. if yeah. they shoot forty-five percent from the three-point line, they're going to beat us. They're going to beat us. Yeah, frankly, frankly beat if they be shoot forty-five percent from the three-point line, they will probably beat any team in the country. Now, I think I think our three-point defense, defense is going to be key, just like it was against Syracuse and Temple. Was, that was exactly the point I was going to make. And I think if you look at them against UConn against Villanova, they only shot they were twenty-three percent against uh, UConn, which obviously ended up in a loss, and they were twenty-nine percent from three-point land against Villanova. So. You can, and they only they only won that game by two points against the Villanova team, who, you know, obviously was short that you know short on hands and, and wasn't really and struggling their best struggling. basketball. So I think if we can hold them at the three point line, that'll be a big key for us. The other thing, which uh, rebounding wise against UConn, I don't know what the heck happened, but they got forty eight to nineteen. They lost the rebounding battle, which is oh eye popping. Well, that's honest. good for us. So let's hope Joel Sorano can really take care of business there because uh, that'll be important too, obviously. And they also have uh, they have two centers that are over six foot or six ten too. I was hoping they were over six foot. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oshuni is one of those guys. He's, he's there. One over the. I'm all, talking about over six uh, eleven. Also, by the way, this is going to be I think the first true road game of the year for us. It is. It, it is. You're playing at Iowa State. At Iowa State, it, Hilton yeah. Coliseum, which is a, a great venue to play at, a tough venue to play at, to be honest. So that's another added factor. This is actually a true road game. Yeah. You ever been to uh, Ames, Vincent? No, not Ames, Iowa. Been to Des Moines. Cool city. Uh, and we, fortunately, we do have a lot of time to prepare for this. Uh, we play Tuesday, and then it's a Sunday game, right? Uh, which is nice. Normally, you get like a Tuesday, Friday, or a Tuesday, Saturday. There is an extra day there. Time to uh, get healthy. So we're getting out, traveling to Iowa. Uh, that game, 3 o'clock on ESPN2. Uh, but it, it we do have that build-up time. And I think, you know, again, we joked about this team not being a good team. Clearly, that's, that's not true. Uh, even if they're not as good as they played against North Carolina for the whole season, they still have looked very good over these past three games and are a team uh, that we, you know, will have a real competition with. And hopefully it helps us build our resume for March, which is what we're aiming for, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any any win where you can get where they've already locked in ranked opponent wins uh, is, is a quality. You know, now it's a little early to be talking quad one, but that's exactly what you're looking for. Especially as a road game. And a true right? road, road game, game. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So UConn, UConn beats them. Does Iowa State get ranked still? I thought prior to prior to the UConn loss, I thought they were going to. So UConn's ranked twenty. UConn is ranked, so my guess is they could sneak in at twenty five. Maybe. Ah, uh, our friend Jeff Goodman had a fourteen today. No, 
Good, well, good. Friend of the podcast, inter- Jeff Goodman. Inter- interesting <laughs> choice there for Jeff Goodman. Um, St. John's. Fans, I don't think that Jeff Iowa State. They didn't. They, Iowa State they didn't even have. They any weren't receiving votes. any votes. So that would be a huge. I mean, to fourteen, that is a fourteen degrees. That's, no, that's, that's a said, massive jump. I, I said twenty-five. That was like Michigan last year. When in they won one the week, they beat Nova and UNC, and then lost. But it's it's not the same Villanova team. So yes. I wonder yeah. how much credit they get. I mean, yes, that Villanova team lost. Also lost to te- Portland, who actually had a good week because they pushed a couple teams to the brink this week. To be honest, but, they, they but, almost beat UNC. They did. So is that is that a shot at UNC really at or, this point? I mean, I mean perhaps. Maybe, or maybe it's, maybe Portland's really good. Look at them for the late night bets in the yeah. West Coast Conference. Yeah, yeah, that's saying. a good call. That it, it, you know, but but again, if you're if I think it, if Iowa State's getting ranked, having beat North Carolina, lost to UConn, and beat Villanova, getting credit for that, I don't see why we can't break and well, get a ranked. A right? point, you got to give us credit for beating Temple and Syracuse, two good teams. I uh, you got to put us in there. Well, I mean, they'll they'll want to rank. A Big 12 team over a Big East team. That's true. That's fair. The Big 12 is very hot. I think there's only there's they, nobody they, who's negative. They love the there's Big only 12. there's only 10 teams, yeah. mind you, but none of them are they all none of them are 500 or yeah. below. They're the, all the Big 12 is hot right now. The Big 12 is a great basketball conference. Always has been. It is. Uh, but I, I, listen, I don't know if they jump up to 14. I, I, I can see them getting ranked because again, the loss to UConn doesn't hurt them that bad. No, it should. So, although it wasn't close, is the is a little more. Than it is. It is. A, it was right. a big win. So. If it was close, you say, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, seventy one fifty three. I think I had it. It's yeah. almost too big. My my gut says Iowa State gets ranked, Kansas State gets ranked, and then we don't. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Because who did Kansas State beat this week? I it would it would be they're nice. Un- they're undefeated. The truth, they it would be nice if LSU, Iowa State got ranked. Nevada, I was say. Rhode Island. I hope they do. I, I hope they do get I ranked. Say, I hope that first of all, I hope we I hope we both get ranked. That'd and, be fun. And if we're yeah. not gonna that would get, be fun. If we're not gonna get ranked, at least if they can get ranked, because yeah. then if we beat a ranked opponent, then almost for sure we would get ranked if we were to beat them. Almost for sure. I said almost for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, listen, they go. Well, eh. We Maybe still not. have Long Island, so you never. We both Long Island, know, even if we beat <laughs> Iowa State. That's not factored into this. It's an over yeah. process. Uh, that's fair, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think there's a shot they get ranked. I think there's a shot we get ranked, uh, and it'll be, it'll be interesting. Sunday, three p.m. ESPN two. That game will be. Uh, it's in Ames, so I guess if you want to travel out to Ames, you can go there too. But we we won't be making the trip. All right. Well, wrapping up. Uh, the show we we do we know Joel Soriano he was our spotlight player he was also on the Big East honor roll this week so just making sure we give out the you know name the accolades of the players as we go along not only the Big East honor roll he also leads the nation in rebounds with twelve point seven a game wow absolute nation's leader rebounder that's big yeah Craig maybe maybe big enough to be the spotlight player not my spotlight player (laughs) not good enough for Craig (laughs) no offense that's not enough (laughs) maybe if he had 15 rebounds a game but not enough at 12 (laughs) Mr. Double Double here is uh, not enough for Craig he only leads the nation but does he have shades he only leads the nation okay All right, that'll do it for the show for Craig, Tim, and Nick I'm Vincent go Johnnies keep chasing